Let's see. Yo, yo. Good morning, guys. This is the second episode of the World is Yours podcast. An ambition, or rather, a podcast for the ambitious. Hosted by me, Lionel Gutierrez. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful... What, today's Wednesday? Wednesday morning. We're out here in Ladera Park. It's pretty chill. Good weather. A little chilly, but it's all good. But uh, today I got a very special guest. It's actually uh, my tattoo artist and a good friend of mine as well. His name is Robert. Um, yeah, it's good to have him here. And um, Yo. what it do, man? So yeah, uh, very briefly, could you like explain to the listeners what uh, exactly it is you do? I kind of mentioned it already, but um, if there's anything else aside from tattooing that you're doing, you know, say it. Or and aside from that, what projects are you working on at the moment too? Um, I'm a very, uh, you know, uh, mixed media artist, kind of get my hands involved with like, you know, acrylics and watercolors. My next project at the moment, uh, it's going to be watercolor. It's the least messiest, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, just working on basically, uh, yeah, building up a lot of uh, artwork. So then maybe, uh. Uh, potentially we could throw like uh, art shows at our studio and mm-hmm. uh, sell some art yeah um, where are you based at right now mm-hmm. uh, LA downtown okay. is where I tattoo and then uh, most of my art I do at home in West LA yeah yeah uh, but right now as far as projects um, like this weekend I, I it's mostly just tattooing projects yeah my focus right now is to uh do as many tattoos as I can mm-hmm. uh, larger scale you know I'm trying yeah. to do maybe focus on like uh, two to three clients a month yeah rather than like seven a week because I'm looking to cover you know give people their vision give uh, work with people that have that vision of like completely transforming themselves mm-hmm. uh, and evolving into uh, a walking piece of art right yeah that's dope and so i've yeah i've i've basically put my focus onto uh yeah give my energy completely uh into uh showing people that uh you know i want to take my time and uh do things that complement my style Mm -hmm. so i'm happier with my work that way it just makes sense that they'll be happier with it you know yeah yeah. So, on a on a, I guess, I guess on a psychological tip, because somebody asked me this and I didn't, I guess I already knew I, I had an answer for it. But my question was essentially, why do you think um, people do get tattoos? I guess some, there's, there are some reasons that are pretty obvious, but um, what what do you think? At this point, it's got to be in our DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be in our genes. It's in our. It's in a lot of our heritage. Uh huh. A lot of people, whether they have tattoos or not, I'm pretty sure if they look back far enough on either the mother or their father's side, they got to have some ancestors that were maybe tattooed. Right. Because every culture had warriors, mm-hmm. and warriors like to uh, let it be known, you know. Right. This Perhaps is a warrior. Tribes. Stay away, you know, or, um, or just tread carefully. So markings, you know, definitely... Uh, let people know what you represent mm-hmm. um, before they get close. Right. And tattooing and painting on the body was just always around. Yeah. And it's deep, man. I mean, I like to believe that it's more than just a business transaction because I'm not just making somebody a sandwich mm-hmm. and having no. I, I have to touch them, you know? And I'm not saying, oh, you know, making a sandwich is not a real job. You know, I love the people at, at, at Subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they make me, you know, they, they keep me alive. Right. <laughs> Literally, in some sense. Yeah. Some instances. And they're, you know, they're nice people. And every, uh, just people in general are just, everybody helps everybody. Yeah. Everybody has a purpose. And tattooing isn't a necessity, you know, bro. So. Right. Um, I understand that. And that's why I still give it my all. Because, uh. 
the arts have always been kind of pushed aside. If you notice in the school districts, a lot of times the funding goes to other things rather than uh, helping kids create an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, they teach them. You yeah, know, but um, I might be getting a little sidetracked here, oh, you no, know, no, because uh, no, I, 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 I dig it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, the people that I've worked around with. I I've got clients a little bit. I've worked with a little bit of everything, to, mm-hmm. and um, you know, people that get them just because they're drunk. People that get them, you know, because uh, they just want to let go of some money. Mm-hmm. They actually, have, you know, there's some people that just need to spend money, like you know, and so they if they don't if they can't book an appointment that day, uh, they'll go buy some shoes or they'll go spend that money because they know it's not going to be around mm-hmm. whether their girlfriend or their wife is going to take it from them or you know or they got a some bills come up you know right and then you got people that are collectors you know they they maybe are just fanatics and they admire you know right uh, people that make art and so they they go to like famous people, save up money, mm-hmm. and they understand the value of really not letting like that money, like that tattoos for life, you know. So mm-hmm. those people understand, right? Uh, collectors tend to know, you know. They do the investigation. They 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 probably gotten referred to people. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, and then I guess there's just. Uh, yeah, just many different kinds of people. I get them for different reasons. Right. Um, but I definitely like to, uh, as I'm getting older, uh, get it through to people that there's something more deeper than just you know, because you're gonna. I'm changing the way you look. It's right. like plastic surgery, you know. Uh huh. You may go back, but it's not gonna be the same. I mean, there's tattoo removal now. People could get it removed. There's a lot of famous people that have gotten a lot of stuff removed, and you can't even see it. Yeah. Or they'll make they'll get it removed to the point where they'll just get something completely new over it. You yeah. know, I think that's fucking dope. I I, w- I one day that's a maybe a, another project I'd like to maybe work towards getting my own tattoo removal machine because mm. mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Yeah, there's, with so many people nowadays, uh, I guess regular people, um, everyday people getting tattoos. Uh, there's certainly people who would want more or different tattoos so there's as far as the business aspect that's something that would definitely make sense too yeah Mm -hmm. might as well can't completely go against it like oh it's uh, you know all about tattooing never take it off you know a lot of people believe in that Mm -hmm. a lot of teachers if when you go to art school they'll tell you don't erase your mess up drawings you know like for practicing just move on mm-hmm. like don't erase it like keep it look yeah. at it and and it's it is pretty interesting to see your progression mm-hmm. i i still erase it because that that actually stuck with me my mm-hmm. whole life when they told me to keep it like don't erase the what you've done in, in the past whether mm-hmm. it's been a second ago or two you seconds ago you've had a habit of not erasing no oh. since then i've had a habit of erasing it and oh, okay. it out of my oh got it got it, my got face it. yeah right uh, I also heard another time never look at what you did yesterday just go off of the top right you know and uh, you, you definitely had like nice. certain art projects that you've worked on like maybe canvases um, or maybe uh, I don't know some portraits but my question is like while you're going or rather attacking this project whether it'll take like a month long and I guess now that I'm thinking about it, we actually kind of talked about it yesterday, like the the project that you're working on with the leopard and how that kind of unfortunately came about, like you sort of messed up. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, has there ever been projects where you're working on something for so long and it's just not coming out the way that you want it to be? And you kind of have to make a decision whether to just continue and finish it or just drop it completely and start something new. Does that make sense? Yeah. It happens a lot. That's just, uh, yeah, uh, like this piece, like you said, the, that leopard one, right. bro. I, uh, I, you know, I started it. I was digging it. Uh huh. And 
when uh, and then yeah no the reference that I was using for the leopard it was just too fuzzy and I thought I could pull it off uh-huh. and I took the chance yeah and I should have made like his back wider uh-huh but yeah the proportioning and and just certain things about it just looked like you know yeah <laughs> all the funny look like a crotch yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it was supposed to be the leg and the thigh and you know <laughs> we're trying oh, to be serious here. No, right. no yeah but and then uh, um it, i'm gonna keep it around i'm not gonna throw it away yeah yeah but i don't know if i'm gonna finish the whole poster board you know because okay. that was the bottom right side of it right and i started off with the sculpture in the middle that panther or that that jaguar right there i was gonna <laughs> do a, a hummingbird aztec warrior on the left yeah and i was gonna do like a i did something the middle and the back i didn't know what i was gonna do bro but mm-hmm. um that panther the head and his two paws in the front uh-huh were straight but as it went to the back of his torso and it kind of like went to the right of the page it just yeah no it didn't look right bro so damn yeah and, and the what materials were you using pen for that i was pen. just doing all pen pen so, just pen work so there was no going erasing it right that that's what i was gonna kind of ask like if but i like it i like that i did that on tat because a lot of times when i tattoo mm-hmm. people some people not everybody you know everybody's different every situation's different but uh it happens occasionally where uh or often where someone maybe doesn't know their they don't have the tunnel vision of how their whole sleeve is gonna look and so they kind of bounce around i want to start a little bit here go a little bit here okay Mm -hmm. let's move to my legs and they're kind of all over the place and sometimes they could actually um put all that on one arm and then they'll have a full sleeve mm-hmm. uh, so that's one thing I'm working on too as far as when I work on like a human canvas because that's when I gotta really let the canvas know because it's a, it's a person you know I gotta mm-hmm. let them know that there's a there's a process that makes it to where um, you just get better results mm-hmm. and, and you gotta be uh consistent you know in that same uh same area but uh i always learn whenever i yeah definitely uh mess up on a drawing and uh have to start it again uh doesn't really happen on tattooing though because uh i take it so serious it's crazy because when uh when i'm drawing i just i like to doodle a lot because when I'm tattooing, there is no doodling. You know, it's just sharp. And when I'm drawing on a piece of paper and I start drawing like I'm tattooing, it just takes so long. Right. It takes a long time. And then it just comes out It comes out really, really cool. Really, really dope. And right now I'm trying to figure out a medium where it can stay like that. Because the pen, another thing that I didn't like about drawing that Jaguar was that pen kind of fades away. Like, if you do a circle with a pen... Mm-hmm. A ballpoint pen, and you make it black, and then uh, you make it as dark as you can. You close the book, or put the page aside. Mm-hmm. You come back to that circle; it's gonna be lighter. I don't know if the pen evaporates, the ink evaporates, or it doesn't soak in. Mm. But I think watercolor paper is better for ballpoint pen drawing. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to. Right now, I'm. I'm always practicing drawing. Because if I can, I, I I believe if you can draw it, you can do any medium in it. You know, it's right. just the technique that mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pick up. But as far as drawing, once you know how to draw, all your surroundings and whatever you're aware of, you can do that in any other medium. Yeah. So yeah, I've been mainly focusing on pen and pencil because it's clean. Uh huh. And as far as like uh, projects in the future that like, you know. Uh, I don't want to mess up on. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely take caution and right. and put the same amount of focus on the artwork as I do on tattooing. Uh huh. Yeah. Cause I've never done that. I've never. Well, yeah. Cause the the more I tattoo, the more I realize how how much I can truly focus. Right. How much I can truly cut out everything that's around me mm-hmm. and just just uh, stick to one thing and, and cut out time. How can how how I can truly cut out time, mm-hmm. and one day can feel like one hour. Right. 
That's interesting, man. And I also was thinking about it too, since you have that so much of that focus and it kind of just shows in your work, like you're paying attention to the smallest detail. And to some people, Thank I, you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Especially with that, uh, with what, um, you know, the, the, the project that you're working on. Uh, perhaps maybe I'll even post a picture. I don't know if how he feels about it. But uh, no, just cool. the, the how you were paying attention to or making sure that every fur of that leopard's paw was on point. Like it, it might have just, it, it took like a while, but at the, the end result just came out to be just something to look fantastic. And I think that kind of maybe applies to other things too. Like how they say it's all in the details. Yeah. And when, once all that shit kind of just comes together, it comes out to be looking like the masterpiece, I guess in other words. I don't, you know, uh, I don't fear to mess up too because there's mm-hmm. a Leonardo da Vinci. I remember I read on him. Yeah, he left a lot of things undone. Mm. A lot of things were were left undone by mm-hmm. him, and uh, Picasso and um, who's the other guy? Dali. Mm-hmm. Uh, no wait. Yeah, is, is that is that Van Gogh? Van Gogh. He's is another he, is OG. He, he's an artist too. Yeah. Okay. He's another artist, but um, Picasso, Shakespeare. No, I do. It's music theater. Yeah, like even if like uh, like I learned a lot when I did that Jaguar piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I know I left it in the past already, mm-hmm. and I am I'm gonna work towards another piece right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna do watercolor because watercolor doesn't fade. Like once you go dark, it's dark. Yeah. And the, and uh, and you can start off almost see-through almost uh-huh. clear and just layer 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 until you're happy with the darkness right i'm pretty happy with that um and plus i just can't be messing up my clothes <laughs> yeah the shit's expensive yeah dude. well it's just sad you know it just adds up like right yeah you gotta look proper man yeah do it for the people you know yeah. gotta be, look presentable exactly. and just fresh and yeah fucking uh, profession now profession yeah now. uh did you happen to have any mentors? Um, like, uh, yeah. Like yeah. to teach you how to draw? Oh, yeah, a lot of people. Big homies, that's what you call them in LA. Right. <laughs> like, you know, the big homies. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since like, uh, you know, uh, I think like middle school. When I started doing graffiti, like eighth grade and stuff. And then uh, when I graduated high school, I started tattooing. There was a lot of older, everybody was older tattooing. Mm-hmm. So those guys were always around. Um, I've, I've worked for like three, four shops, and there's always like at least five or six people around. Yeah. I would observe a lot, you know, ask questions. Yeah. But most of the time, I would just watch, mm. especially if they were tattooing. Because a lot of times, I wouldn't want to learn a lot from a lot of people that I've been around or anything at all because. There's a lot of people that are like homeless now, or mm-hmm. drug addicts, mm-hmm. or addicted to something that's like just not productive. Yeah. Or creative, or or, or inspirational, or spiritual, or you know, it's just yeah, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> just a lot of people took different roads. So I always knew that you know, um, I can't just I, like I you know I give myself. Mo- like the majority of the credit for um, keeping myself on check especially because like the family that I come from and like uh, it's very like we don't share our emotions type thing you know it's just everybody look out for yourself and a lot of Mexican you know families are like that you know where it's like you just gotta toughen up and like you know mm-hmm. look out for yourself yeah as far as like how you feel inside mm-hmm. you know because everybody's got to worry about themselves to make sure, you know, we don't affect the family. Like, at the end, it's about the family. Right. But if you can't, you know, keep yourself together, as far as, you know, what I've learned through my experience in my life, in my situation, mm-hmm. you know, I give a lot of things to myself, you know, because uh, whoever teaches you something, uh, they're not going to tell you everything, you know. And the day you find out the one thing you wanted to know, you're going to... Well, me, I was always like, man, why didn't they let me know that, you know? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they put me up on game with this? Or, you know, like, damn, my fucking fingers are starting to hurt. Like, 
Am I gonna get arthritis? Like, these this is a lot of things people probably fear of talking about, you know. Mm. But um, I, I think the you know the biggest uh, mentor is like yourself looking back at yesterday, like a daily check checker kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because not everybody has that power. Mm-hmm. Or taps into that or awareness to even do that, right? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, like, um, I'm not trying to put down anybody that has taught me stuff, you know. Right. Uh, I'm very thankful, you know, for everybody that's taught me. Yeah. Whatever I know. And at the end of the day, we're all human, so you know, we're we're all not perfect. We all got our darker side, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I certainly think that, and it might be a bad way to look at things too, but I feel like there's something that you could pick up on on everybody, like a certain quality that you admire, and maybe someone's uh, courage in a time of, I guess, in other words, adversity or someone's perseverance through, like, struggles. But, um, going Or not back, enough. Mm-hmm. You know, or to maybe not something beneficial, but to learn from by example, like oh, to not do this, or oh, this exactly. is what happened. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah, and some people, you know, because the thing about the English language sometimes is like you say something and it can mean just like a double standards and everything now. You know, so it's like how you can say something, but it can mean like sarcasm. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Made yeah. it very confusing mm-hmm. for a lot of people that want to just be like straight up. You know. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, it's, uh, it's just interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you gotta be very, that's why I like to be very direct. Yeah. And it can be offending. Mm-hmm. But I don't practice sarcasm. Like, you gotta practice that. Yeah. And, it uh, go- if you don't practice sarcasm, or what were you gonna say? Uh, I, I say it goes deep to, like, well, deep, what I mean, when you're sarcasming, sarcasming, whatever. Uh, I think there's other qualities that would make it effective, like maybe your tone of voice, even like to how you move. Like you ever, you ever have somebody like tell you a truth, but in a funny way. Like it's like they'll take a jab at you. That's it's that sarcasm, right? Because I was I just think, thinking yeah. right now that uh-huh. I might be completely wrong. I might, I might be sarcastic, unknowingly, and yeah. a lot of people might understand me on this because you know I like to be serious and give you. An upfront answer, uh-huh. but I have been noticing now that I I put myself on blast that I don't practice sarcasm and I fucking yeah sound so fucking committed to that. But um, <laughs> now I'm just looking at myself again, like uh, dude, like if if I I've been lately looking at things and trying to be funny about it, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of like uh, Cause I've been serious for so long, but right when you're funny, I think you're sarcastic, right? Yeah, and I think humor is it's a cool way to kind of jab a little truth into it I guess it's the best way it's the smoothest I think too maybe yeah cause yeah saying it up front is cool but I don't there's a let's see it, it just that's gonna be a time when, and when place you, for it when you say it yeah that too but and you could say it like up front regardless but you I don't know you gotta if you wanted to really smoothly have it go through someone's head you definitely have to consider like the, the environment and really the person's state of mind if they're willing to listen or if they even I guess maybe respect you enough to listen or who knows I don't know everything but um who am I yeah like oh who am I gonna listen to this piece of shit just a, doesn't even have his shit like together like stardust you know <laughs> so uh but yeah what I was thinking about too was like I don't know for example let's say I'm, I'm driving fast and I'm super antsy and I pick up somebody yeah and as a joke or like a sarcastic way they'd be like hey like you in a race or something or what mm. like it's like a little jab like come on like just chill relax you know but it's not like hey just sell the fuck down or some shit cause then that's two different approaches still the same thing but maybe the recipient won't be I guess it's easier you know? to be sarcastic from my opinion to smaller yeah. I don't know no it's, it's actually good to be sarcastic it could make thing. Uh, it could break the ice yeah it breaks the ice uh huh and um Maybe I should start practicing that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think with that being said, too, I think it's great. But maybe when something needs to be addressed in a serious manner, maybe, like a serious situation, of course. I do business every day. Yeah. Like, I don't have an... 
nine to five. It's kind of like I wake up uh-huh. and I'm ready. Yeah. I go to sleep to wake up, to stay ready. Uh huh. And it's almost like I got this like switch that's like always on, like working. Because mm. I remember when I used to have a regular job. It's it's kind of the feeling of uh, almost uh, drawing. You kind of just got to forget about everything else. And you just have your job and you know you're just almost like meditating there a little bit. Mm. I remember. Because when you're off, you're you're not meditating. You're fucking concentrating on whatever you can't be while you're at your job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, not having a regular 9 to 5 sometimes if you don't put yourself on check, you can kind of turn into a douche. How so? Not turning that business switch off. At least for me. I, oh, for, I see. For, for some time in my mid-20s, I was like... Um, just all about business and mm-hmm. you know uh, not really yeah joking around like you know I really was never I didn't and if I was sarcastic I never knew it you know because I tend to make people laugh when I least expect it mm-hmm. it's kind of funny like that's how I know I'm like naturally just you know being myself mm-hmm. you don't try to make someone laugh or right but um Yeah. Um, what was the question? Kind of lost my train of thought there. Jeez, I was thinking of other questions. It's cool. Um, yeah, we can move on. Somebody's was keeping up though, and it's looking at me like. Yeah, they're probably this like guy's fucking slow. Bastards. Sorry, good. guys. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Oh yeah. Well, uh, let's see. When did you start graph? Graph was first, right? Yeah. In the tattooing world. How old were you? Um. I think I was in. Ninth grade, mm-hmm. eighth grade, eighth grade summer. Oh wow! Probably. Eighth like grade. Okay. It had to have been eighth grade summer. So that's and like maybe twelve, thirteen, twelve. Uh, yeah. Young. Did you see it before? Or how'd you pick up on it? Just friends, maybe. Uh, friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teammates had like black books, those graffiti ones, and fucking okay. uh, some dude popped it out one day, and uh, I was just like pretty amazed with you know yeah like all the pieces and all the fucking uh styles and to me it looked like like the like a never-ending uh just waterfall of like ideas Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. like i was just amazed by the colors and you know the designs and and i like also the fact that like uh people kind of came together now that i'm older i can realize this mm-hmm. at the time I didn't know this but now that I'm thinking about it I think also another thing I like uh, people came together and just people knowing who you are yeah, I think I always thought that was cool and not knowing your face that shit was always tight yeah as a kid I knew that's dope and the sickest people in the world that fucking run this world that's that's how they like to run it too that's interesting you did say like yeah. you say we all have a little yeah we know we have a little dark side yeah, like the, I guess in other words, the 1%, I guess the people would They're evil, it. they're fucking, you know? But no one could, I guess, like if you ask an everyday person, like, oh, who's the 1%? They perhaps might not be able to tell you, oh, it's this particular person, it's that particular person. Yeah. They kind of, they're the hidden shadows. It's the people that run the money, man. It's the bankers and yeah. the gated communities. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, man. Yeah, when man, when I first saw, I think I started noticing it around that same time, too. When I was 12 or, let's say I was 13, mm-hmm. how old were you? Oh, right now I'm 28, basically. 28, I'm 24, so I was... Oh, you were four years younger. I was younger. like nine, maybe. Ooh. Where were you at nine? Eight. What grade is that? Nine like, is fucking probably, fifth grade? yeah, I think so. We allowed to maybe curse? Maybe fourth, fourth, Can fourth I curse? grade. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you do whatever you want. Bring a bitch over, all that shit. I got a tech deck here, you guys. Dude, you know, I'm a 28 year old with a tech deck. So. This guy's flossing on everybody with this tech deck. I didn't even, I didn't even see one in years until he brought it around, until he showed it to me. No it's kid, no like, kid, no girlfriend. So you go buy a tech, buy a tech deck. Yeah, man, put her on game with that shit. Yeah, dude. So when you, when you pick that up? This a couple mm-hmm. days ago couple when days I got ago. bearings on my skateboard oh, and what? new wheels. That's yeah, I was actually gonna order one online, but this guy sold it to me for like two bucks uh-huh. over there at Rip City on Santa Monica and and Harvard. Oh shit. In between Harvard and 26th. Yep. 
and they got that's a real skate shop you walk in there and all sides of the wall are just jam-packed with either decks or shirts or shoes or they even got shit hanging off the ceiling like decks hanging off the ceiling like it looks like a bike shop but a you know how bike shops hang off like yeah, the like ceiling the railings like, and shit. yeah so they got uh -huh. skate skateboard stuff hanging off like that and wow a bunch of pictures of famous old school skaters and it's yeah. pretty small but um yeah that place is pretty dope i've, I've yeah. actually I've never gone there my whole life out here mm. i was always like a, on the west side you know right so i went to this shop on venice and inglewood it, it was called district now it's like on venice and oh they moved jasmine or venice and motor it's a little bit after venice and motor it's like one street after venice and motor okay and uh yeah that, that place is is district mm -hmm. it's it's cool you know but i like this other place it was more mom and pop type the, the one you're talking about yeah and they've been there since the 70s he said wow rip city the yeah. ogs yeah i think i'm gonna go buy my skateboard there yeah pretty cool the homies work next door at the grooming so Oh, cool. Dog grooming? Yeah, I actually bought this. Did I say yesterday? Or two days ago? Yesterday. Okay. So, yes. Cool. So, I bought this yesterday. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, because uh, I met up with the homie in, in uh, Santa Monica. He works next door to Rip City. Yeah. And uh, we just skated for a little bit. I skated our way back to uh, the west side. Caught a few spots on a skateboard. Like, a couple ledges. and Yeah. Got this little thing right here <laughs> it's like a like a spinner you know like i don't know how i was telling you like it kind of like entertains me like a spinner but this is actually more fun yeah especially when you land it like well it's, know, it's pretty interesting could, i think because you could just like pop it out anytime yeah and then waiting at the bus or waiting in line i suppose just pop, pop, pop. and believe me there's time for everything in this world <laughs> yeah <laughs> like people are like oh you're a tattoo artist supposed to be drawing oh i have been drawing a lot but the thing is uh I tried that thing where it was like for 11 hours straight. I did it like three, four days straight. Mm -hmm. And I had tattoo on the fifth day. And by that day, my uh, my arm during the tattoo or my uh, my fingers were uh -huh. getting really numb. Wow. Like I never felt them like that before. So I got to tone it down with the consecutive drawing all day long. Mm -hmm. Can't do that. Just doesn't, you know. That's interesting. It's it's kind of yeah, like you tackled that. Did you? Would you say that you tackled that, uh, like head on and full force, one hundred percent? That drawing or trying yeah. to reach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because nobody in my family was talking to me, and like they were just leaving me alone in my room, and like for all they know, I could just be like fucking sleeping all day. But <laughs> nah, man, I was fucking drawing, and a lot of times I come out of my room and they'll be like, you know, just sitting there all day and I don't do nothing. Right. But uh, but I'm drawing, you know. I'm trying to build this, uh, just have more canvases and artwork to put up on my walls mm -hmm. over there at the studio. And uh, do you think you'll tackle that again? But just maybe in small increments. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe an hour, and then maybe like two days a two, week. Yeah, and then eventually get to uh, wherever that would be. Like I don't know, four days. Well, a lot week. of people, a lot of people that tattoo, bro, they tattoo for like 11, 12 hours. A lot of OG fools, like the older fools that are making the guap right now, like the, the like the, all the, like a lot of tattoo artists from that are sponsored by Solon and like all these other inks and machines, mm -hmm. and people that make their own machines. Those guys are guapping in, man. And man, it's cool because I can see what the potential is, mm -hmm. you know, in this industry. That mm -hmm. I chose, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, kind of forgot again what I was gonna say. That's <laughs> uh, that's something I, I'd imagine that's where you would want to be, right? To to these guys where you're getting mad paid, uh, yeah, to do the tattoos. I understand it takes time, and I think for like millennials right now, mm -hmm. things are taking a little bit more time because we're probably. Well, for me, I feel like I'm exposed to, like, what maybe these guys weren't exposed to. Like, you know, maybe these guys were there at. They didn't even know they were going to be there, you know? They didn't mm -hmm. even know, like, maybe like that. Because they didn't have pictures and shit, like... Instagram. We, MTV crib. Maybe they had MTV cribs, but, you know, once a week they would see how a fucking rich person lives. Now it's, like, every yeah. fucking day. Just... Uh-huh. Like, damn, like... 
Especially when you see some shit and it's like some dude does something. And it's like thousands of dollars. And then I do like something that's like damn near just as good as that. And, you know, I had to pay a bill or something. So mm. I had to fucking compromise with somebody. Like that sometimes gets me a little irritated. Like I don't know, really, you know, because I know that a lot of advice from these older guys that I've heard them say is like, don't do tats just for them, like the cash like just to get the money and and it makes sense because when I started tattooing in Venice Beach it was just about the money mm-hmm. it was just get them in get them out and it wasn't about pushing yourself to the limit mm-hmm. I mean as far as like making it as good as possible it was more like finish it as fast as possible mm-hmm. so I do I do want to be you know as successful as they are because uh, even more than me, man. It's like I don't want to represent tattooing wrong, you know. You know, like there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe like they've seen my work, you know, for a while, and maybe I too am like kind of paving the way. Mm-hmm. I feel it, you know. There's people that I, I definitely have given them my peace of mind, my shared what I know, and and now they're by my side, like hustling, grinding still keeping in touch with me even though I'm pretty MIA and like you know to myself because of you know whatever I'm going through but um mm-hmm. like yeah no I still appreciate a lot of people that are around me and you know man getting better you know right. motivates me to get better yeah I was about to say like does that motivate you to kind of stay on point and try to reach that break that wall to the new level yeah man more than like reaching there physically and having like all the physical stuff i'm at Uh the point where it's like what's that mental state gotta feel like Uh uh-huh you know because uh like i know nothing lasts forever Mm -hmm. you know besides like i don't know possibly like like when people die you know they, they can't you know they could probably remember I've heard people say that you know you remember for like your energy you know how you made people feel Mm -hmm. so um like I've had a bunch of money and blown it you know yeah um and it's like it's like there's something more out there you know than just uh flexing right uh and yeah, I'm curious to, you know, like my one of my goals right now is to definitely, like, uh, stay grounded when I make more money and do the right moves because I don't want to go to jail for making, you know, money and not being able to buy a house or having to live, you know, under the table type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of cool to, like, that, 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 that kind of makes me a little... Uh, anxious like i'm more worried right now like not worried but uh i have more of an interest on financial things and how to not get in trouble like tax like doing taxes because tattoo artists you know we just make we make money you know and uh i just want to do everything uh the correct way and take my time mm-hmm. you know i'm not really in a rush to like make all this crazy money like i know it's gonna come mm-hmm uh, just cause of my situation, you know, right now I still got like, you know, my parents supporting me. So, uh, they're like my team, you know, I, I, I want to make not just enough for me, but for them. Right. Because I kind of was like, my teens continued through, like I was just hella like partying in like my early twenties and shit and like taking my health and my, um, my body for granted you know mm-hmm. and my talent for granted so mm-hmm. uh yeah i just want to make sure that uh when i if i do you know decide to uh go public with like when i reach that level um that i'm like that my mental is good you know i'm more uh, i'm definitely more worried about staying uh, mentally healthy mm-hmm. you know because I don't really look up to anybody mm-hmm. uh, I get inspired by everybody you know one way or another but I don't idolize nobody no more 
no matter how famous you are, no matter how much money you are, mm-hmm. because um, I'm I'm just not used to having a boss. Mm-hmm. You know, I am my own boss. I tell me I believe in myself. You know, and uh, I'm a good teammate. You know, but um, I just know that you know if you look up to somebody too much, man, more than you look up to yourself, you might be let down mm-hmm. when you meet that person. You might not be as in, you know, as wise as you thought they were, or mm-hmm. as intellectual, or as, as, or as OG, or as down, you know, as mm-hmm. you thought they were. So, yeah. So these guys do inspire me, you know, and I give them props, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 like, looking up to myself, you know. Yeah. Staying inspired in myself because I have to believe in myself to create the best. Right. That I can And just surprise my, I'm trying to surprise myself Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah Cause I know if As an artist You know If you surprise yourself You know Other people are gonna be surprised too Right Yeah I must Cause be, you're an artist You know You know how it is Yeah I was about to say, I think I've definitely Had those moments And you just feel I don't know I just feel like You just get like A boost of energy Like I I produce this This exactly. is pretty And you start wilding And start getting all hype And stuff Yeah And then I feel like That's uh it brings on like a wave of ideas and like oh shit I could do this I could do this with it and then but you know with that being said too I felt like I had that recently when I finished the uh, the sketch that I did of that little uh, statue remember I sent it to mm-hmm. you you posted it no but um, just completing it I felt like that was pretty cool I got something done yeah but and what I think I usually have a habit of like when I feel like that and I think a lot of people could say that too when you accomplish something I guess it makes room for an excuse to plateau or to kind of like, okay, I'm going to just, I did this. Um, I'm going to chill for I'm a gonna chill for a minute. But then that sometime turns into a week. A year. And then a year. So <laughs> yeah. I had to catch Careful. myself on that shit. Careful. Know? I did that a lot. I, well, basically, yeah. Especially when, when I was younger, man. Mm-hmm. Making money with, yeah. with the talent. And I wasn't even as good as I am right now. You're right. And I was making twice as much money three yeah. times as much money you know yeah i'm not tripping though because i know i'm making people happier and i'm gonna make myself happier in another seven years from now because i'm gonna look back at the work i'm doing right now mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at him like oh i i took my time i tried my best you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah no i feel you bro <laughs> yeah. yeah uh is there anything that you do like to kind of consciously do to stay like mentally sharp or mentally ready maybe before you tattoo mm-hmm. or uh, before you draw is there something like you have to like you know how some people they gotta work out yeah or some people gotta run is there anything that you particularly do i've tried that i've tried working out uh-huh. i've tried running does and, that work uh, for you and your for you well when i when i was trying working out i realized it was better after i tattoo because if i work if i tattoo before i mean uh if I, uh, yeah, when I was working out, it was better to work out after I tattoo, not before, because sometimes I would take pre-workout, mm-hmm. and that stuff is, like, makes you jittery. It makes you feel like you drank, like, two Red Bulls or something. Wow. So my hands would be shaky, mm-hmm. or I'd get tired, and I just want to sleep, or hungry. I right. eat right after I work out, go tattoo, and then I'm getting hungry again while I'm tattooing. Um, I like to, uh, for sure, have a full stomach. Eat. I like to eat when I tattoo, mm-hmm. like you know, because uh, m- most of the time, if like my my brain is like, if I feel like I'm getting uh, thinking about too much or stressing something out too much, I might be too full, you know. But I definitely like to uh, at least spend like a certain amount of hours on the design, and I like, to, and that gets me in the zone. Like I like to make a stencil design it and then maybe redesign that design two or three times mm. two times at least but three times i'm gonna start start trying to do that um because it just gets better day by day like if i try my best on like design this day i know it's gonna come out better the next day and if i try mm-hmm. the same amount of energy by the third day it's gonna be better than the way better twice better than the, the first day mm-hmm. so then that excites me that like knowing uh, 
that I gave him my all to design that. Uh, on the other hand, I'm, I'm hoping that the other person is getting, you know, saving my money, putting it aside, trying their best to show up on time and, and, and show up with the cash. Because I'm trying my best to show up with, you know, to do my best in, in this transaction. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I don't, I don't tell nobody. I, I used to tell people that. And that would make people feel way too special. Mm. And take me for way too much granted. So there's a lot of things I do that I'm not going to tell the other person why it is I charge this much, mm-hmm. why it is it takes this much time, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, not everybody understands that. Yeah. So it excites me when the person understands. And, and, and I get excited when the person is very calm and, like, has an intention to make me feel calm, you know, and let me know that they're not going to fucking, you know, pick my brain or, or you know, ask rude questions. Like, and it, but the funny thing is, though, people that are rude, they don't even know they're rude, you know. People that ask certain questions that are like out of line, they don't even know they're out of line. They're yeah. just asking out of line questions left and right all day long, their whole life, yeah. whatever. And it took me a while to learn, man, because I used to have mad fucking anxiety with people like that, man, to a point where um, my hands would shake and I would have to tell people I need to walk out, you know, I need, I need to take a break, you know. Yeah. I do my best to probably try to make it as low key as possible, but most of the time I think people knew when I was like irritated with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely in my mid-20s, like 25, it started really affecting me. I was just like, just didn't want that kind of people around me, mm-hmm. you know? Because, uh, you know, growing up, I just like, you know, when I first started tagging, I got into crews that were like tag banging. So like if you stepped out of line, you get dp That's discipline, you know? And I was already getting disciplined at home by my mom, a woman. Like she would beat the shit out of me if I said something wrong if i even looked at her wrong like she put me on check you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so when i came out to the streets you know oh wow yeah there's some people that don't have that i let no dude put me on check you know right like i didn't uh and and, and then the, and then when people step out of line i just look at them like this motherfucker like needs to get his ass whooped right now he needs to get dp like and i i don't think that while well, i'm tatting somebody you know what i mean <laughs> right. i used to um, but it was like subconsciously. It was like my body was reacting, was shaking because it wanted to fuck this person. I wanted yeah. to slap this person. I wanted to punch them in the face, and it's because they deserve it, and they right. probably wouldn't do shit about it. Yeah. But I had to get out, you know, and walk out and just relax and. Yeah. And sometimes it might not even have even been the person that I'm tatting. A lot of times it was probably the person they brought, the friends they brought. The fucking entourage that they brought, you know, and sometimes I would get me fucking hell of anxiety because they would just be fools there asking questions that are just stupid. Like I'm just trying to focus on my tat, you know. Right. Just people that are just, you know. Oh man, yeah, that was that was pretty intense. Yeah, <laughs> it's those moments. I definitely have those a lot, and it's it's something that feels so powerful. It's just, and it kind of it. uh what it injects itself into like other areas like for your speech at least for me it did like i couldn't even speak straight like my speech pattern would be like and you can see like probably my eyes my face but um but yeah when 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 those moments come it's kind of uh to test for sure and i used to ignore all those kind of emotions too but now um definitely Pay more attention to it. Yeah, I pay, I pay attention to it and I talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I talk myself through it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll really focus on that thought before the client shows up. If I know I'm predicting something's gonna happen or some type of question is gonna come up, or mm-hmm. you know, it could either be a dude talking about some like whack ass shit or like some chick like asking me like personal questions about love and shit. I'm just like, what the fuck, you know? I'm not trying to talk about this, but yeah. Um, yeah, I get pretty excited when, like, uh, I just execute the, the tattoo. Yeah. I get excited, like, midway through the tattoo. Whereas, I, before I start the tattoo, I get, I'm, uh, I'm a little, little anxious, nervous, you know. But I am excited to start it. Yeah. 
if it's a larger piece. Right. Because I don't really like to do smaller pieces a lot anymore because uh, mm -hmm. my hand sometimes needs to get warmed up. Um, but maybe I'll just start drawing before. Right. Like I start, I, I've been telling myself to start drawing before really short pieces for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah, but midway through the tattoo, when the client and and I start seeing that the tattoo's taking its shape, that, and then they're starting to get happy, then I start start to get, you know, right. excited. and Get in the groove. Get in the zone. Yeah. That must be nice. Yeah. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, man. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like the setting you chose, man. Yeah, that, see what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. Like, you know, this guy's areas. It's a little, we're at a Ladera Park right now. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever been here if you're from the area, but it's pretty chill out here. It's got a little table setting. Oh, this is kind of spread out. In Inglewood, up to, I don't know, but you know. Uh, but yeah, man, it's good to have you here, dude. Um, thank you again. If anything, I really do appreciate you doing this with me, man. This is pretty cool. Yeah, no, thank you, bro. This is this is uh, pretty chill. Um, yeah. I think talking is good because uh, that's something that I've been like uh, noticing that. You know, uh, I haven't done a lot of uh -huh. as far as like not sounding like a robot, because sometimes when I talk to people about tattoos, I try to keep it very limited to the conversations that we have. Yeah. Because if it gets a little too personal with everybody, it's just too much. Like it just feels a little overwhelming when everybody knows your business. And when less people know it, you can go to those people all the time and they kind of also are keeping track of your your life a little bit more than like who knows if, you know yeah because you know who you tell mm -hmm. and they're they're understanding every time right uh yeah podcasts are freaking cool like i just started i barely downloaded the app like last week yeah and i like it bro i like it because i listen to music all the time mm -hmm. you know making art and stuff and i can't listen to the same genre for maybe a couple like an hour like i have to change it up Right To the point where it's like By the time I get to the third, fourth hour Sometimes I just want to like Not listen to music for an hour And then okay We can get back to some music Like Yeah Because it's just every day Right But podcasts I think I'm going to start I'm going to start doing that While I tattoo That would be dope man That way people don't talk to me And I mean I could avoid people To fucking just shut up You could be that dude Just listening in the background To a conversation Whatever they're talking about You know Or like if somebody asks me a question That I don't want to pay attention to I'll be like Oh hold on I'm listening to the podcast <laughs> And drawing at the same time Like Yeah One question at a time Right yeah yeah it's i've i've done that like just drawing like a little piece in a book and i didn't think it would work listen to a podcast i think i listened to joe rogan's and uh yeah it's weird it's like it's like you're multitasking you like you know what you're doing but you're like 20 percent or 10 percent hearing what they're saying like it's like a blur but when something interesting pops up you're just like oh shit i don't know it's cool yeah yeah they're they're, they're nice i like it they yeah. keep me more interested in because listening to music sometimes that that stuff makes gives me some anxiety i think music gives me anxiety mm. uh it's kind of like hypnotizing yeah definitely like uh you are what you listen to you are what you eat mm -hmm. you, are, you are what you download yeah into your system as far as like what you eat what you hear what you see yeah it's like maybe try to listen to i don't know edc or some takashi 69 right before you're gonna go to bed lights out it's gonna be quite the opposite. You're ready to go to fucking dream, and uh, the other end, you got this shit blasting. You might wake crazy. up <laughs> fucking pissed off. Yeah, that shit to... affects it, man. Yeah, so that shit does affect it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I like to. Uh, the older I'm getting, I just realize, you know, I just I'm very into nature, right? And peace and natural sounds, and because life is life is music. Everything there's sounds and everything. You know, that's where music comes from. Sounds mm -hmm. of this world and our surroundings it's just nice right to me like just silence can even be music you know? yeah it's oh yeah it's relaxing right mm -hmm. do you ever like just go blank i don't know dark room no noise just thoughts your thoughts yeah oh yeah yeah definitely i i was living alone or i had roommates for some time and i had my own room I definitely was alone a lot mm -hmm. in my room right now where i'm staying at my parents I'm, I'm definitely just they leave me you know to myself a lot and there's a, there's times yeah where i am just kind of like uh meditating and stuff but i don't really do it in my pad because i don't want my parents to think i'm uh 
they're not really spiritual man mm-hmm. so i tend to play music or play something to have them know my presence is just relaxed to them if i'm watching tv or listening to some music i'm okay but if I'm meditating and I'm just sitting there, they think I'm wasting time or not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're very old school. Yeah. So I keep it low key with them. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I do look forward to the future when I get my own apartment and I can meditate. There's a lot of power in meditating. Right. A lot of power. You organize your thoughts. You organize your life. You organize yeah, your too. your. You can't really organize your. Th- thoughts but you could you gotta just keep thinking there is no shutting your mind off there's just going you know head on to your thoughts and keep thinking keep this you know it's what we have and it's evolved we've been we're evolving you know right and we have a computer in our head and we have to you know what i mean maintain the mother chip motherboard pretty much like (laughs) it's incredible like what we could do because we could learn from the past organize uh take a minute to kind of regroup in, in that alone time and think about shit learn and then i don't know so strategically like you're you're like the general command like okay learn from the mistake uh what can i do to implement in the next time and then execute and it's uh, the brain's incredible man to me it's like drawing it's you create something out of nothing mm-hmm. when you think and you sit there you're going to create something with your actions tomorrow if you mm-hmm. want to make your thoughts come to reality. Yeah. So you have to do something physically to make your thoughts come into reality. And that's creating something out of nothing. Yeah. That's how a lot of people make it. That's how everybody makes it, you know? Right. Um, <clears throat> so, it's. I think it's nice, man. Some people can't do that, man. I know a lot of people that don't meditate and... Um, they have to talk they have to gossip they have to bet they have to watch sports they have to do drugs they have to do something to keep their mind running from tunneling inside they actually keep their mind running to stay on the outside of their core because mm-hmm. it's deep man people avoid that shit you know I used to hang around you know hang around a bunch of fucking coke heads and fucking meth heads and fucking alcoholics and you know, weed was always keeping me satisfied, you know, so I never really fucking wanted to continue that route. But um, mm-hmm. as soon as I brought around shrooms and DMT, they started just, you know, they actually got scared of that. They looked at me like I was fucking crazy, you know. And I looked at them like, well, you guys aren't learning anything from what you're doing, you know, so peace out. Like, I'm just going to try this and man up and tunnel, you know, see what truly is out here for us to benefit us right and that should change my life man damn dude yeah and there's still people that you know they still don't fuck with me to this day because like you know they know like i'm not gonna sit around and not get inspired yeah and that that puts that tests you put people on their toes when you come around <laughs> and some people don't like that shit some people want to stay off and they don't they don't like when somebody that like has them on their toes on what they say because of what they represent um you know mm-hmm. like they, they'll never talk about shit like that sometimes because it's just too deep they just don't, they just avoid that stuff it's not about talking about it every day you know but if you talk about it one day you gotta live by it somehow every other day that comes after that and if you don't then it's gonna be brought up again and you're just gonna be fed up because you haven't lived by it since the first time it was brought up yeah yeah wow yeah, I've I've only done shrooms, but not enough to kind of go on that crazy trip, Terrence McKenna style. You gotta be careful with it. You know, it's not like if we got any like minors, oh yeah, or whatever. Just be careful, you know, because yeah, yeah. you could lose your mind. And but you could also find it mm-hmm. again if you've lost it yeah. without shrooms. You know, with with everything else that's you know chemically made and you know not. You know, uh, respected by nature, made by nature, mm-hmm. or maybe it was made by nature, but it was like you know tampered with, or you know it's dangerous. Yeah, like Mac Miller just died from what was it? He thought it was coke, but there was something else in there. Some um, I forgot what it was called, menalin or phetalin or etalin or mm. ketamine. Ketamine. ketamine? Mm. No, I don't know, man. No, no, it wasn't ketamine. It was it was something that you know. Not natural. Not natural, and it wasn't coking. 
and you know what I mean now that type of shit like I always knew man that shit man you gotta be careful with that shit yeah you know cause uh yeah like it's just um not inspirational you know but shrooms has helped me you know connect with nature I like that part yeah and the DMT helped me like respect my mind and my like my body and my surroundings, you know, because mm-hmm. it kind of gave me that tunnel vision. Uh, and it just, yeah, you know, it also gave me that, that it, it made me realize, like, the power of, that we have in our brain. Mm-hmm. And there's people that have realized this without that, you know. For me, specifically, I just, you know, the DNT was uh, definitely the way to, you know. Unlock that? Um... Yeah, but more or less understand why I didn't like all the other drugs that were around me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and the word drugs, like, this, like, I don't know, it's kind of degrading. You know, like shrooms and those are um, psychedelic, you know, um, enhancers. Like, that sounds nicer, you know, because, like, uh, yeah, drugs is like marijuana, you know, it's just not the... God given name of the element. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cannabis is the proper flower. It's a flower, you know? But marijuana, that word was created by the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that whole political Propaganda. Scene. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds bad. And yeah. And that's time it like. They had a bunch of slogans, man. You know? Yeah. The devil's. Oh, yeah, harvest. devil's lettuce. The Double devil's cabbage. heart is or something, but uh, yeah, fucking uh, yeah, man, I gotta be careful out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes deep. I've only done it once. The DN, the uh, twice the DMT. I did it twice in like within a month. Mm-hmm. And then the shrooms, I've probably done them like three times within like a two year span. Mm-hmm. And all of that was probably like at least three years ago, two yeah like at least two years. No man, dude, it might have been four years ago. Mm. Yeah, cause I just been tuning out of time. Sometimes it, you know, whatever like my past, whatever you know, I remember. Sometimes it feels like it's yesterday. Yeah. When you tunnel in and you're like remembering like you know what happened and stuff, it's pretty interesting. Right. Yeah. When you think, I heard something too that when you think back. You might even create something that wasn't even that didn't even happen in the first place. Um, uh, I'm not even sure where I was sense. trying to go with that, but uh, but yeah, with with shrooms, I definitely want to go back at it, but take like a bigger dose, but by myself, just to definitely oh, kind of go I inside. I want to be more in you know? nature. Mm-hmm. Like definitely surrounded by nature, I feel is there's somewhere really quiet and and, and peaceful and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's important too. It's all about love. Just trying to approach it with this positive things, positive mentality, positive environment, and then you could probably see the, the true power of what that could bring to you, the good, the benefit. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, for real. Gotta enter, uh, approach it with with a perspective. Yeah. You know. Look at yourself as like like a binocular view. You know, like you gotta. uh, Yeah, just. Make sure you're, like, in a right state of mind, you know? You can't be depressed or sad. Like, it's better to do when you're happy or... Right. Although, when you're depressed and sad, it's proven to help, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The condition of depression, if done right. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of doctors and scientists that, you know, can back this up, too. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about it. Yeah. It's provable. Scientifically. Yeah, it's provable, bro. Like... Even, yeah, the microdosing, too. I think... I, I don't... I haven't looked too much into it. But I think nowadays people are kind of giving small doses of shrooms to start their day and they're going yeah. through it and they're seeing some sure. benefits. Yeah, I've heard of that too, man. And uh, that stuff is cool, man. That stuff is cool, bro. Um, it's very, uh, yeah, inspirational. And uh, you learn a lot, you know, yeah. from yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all right. Uh, with that being said, I think that's going to be a, a wrap for episode number two with uh, my brother Robert NY. 
And uh, is there any yo, yo. last words you want to say? Um, aside from that, if you want to like plug in like where people could find you, like on social media, anything to kind of. Uh, yeah, anybody out there, you know, looking to get a tattoo, uh, some nice black and gray work, best in the West. Uh, you can look me up on Instagram uh, at NY's Tats. It's spelled E N W H Y Z underscore T A. T-T-Z. Uh, yeah, my work is right there, man. Any, uh, all the follow, all, any follow is uh, much appreciated. That's what's up, man. Yeah, thank you again for coming through. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you, man. Oh, I appreciate blast. you, man. This is, yeah, this this is dope. cool. Thank you, brother. All yeah, right. Anytime. So, uh, yep. Again, that's a wrap for episode number two. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. I'll definitely post uh, for new episodes coming up on my social media. But with that being said, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday uh, morning. And I will catch you on the latest side, boy. Later.